0: Hey everybody, welcome to Medical Stories from Hell. I'm your host, Rubber Ducky, or just Ducky for short. Hey y'all, how's it going? So, it's summer out. It's, uh, you know, the season of love and fun. And uh, I feel like for this episode, I need to talk about those two words indefinitely. Uh, Since starting my career about six years ago, I have saw tons and tons of dumb fucked up shit happen to people especially during the summer um you guys can kinda guess where I'm going with this if you've worked in healthcare long enough um don't put stuff in your ass people come on y'all know better behave um Yeah, that's the main thing I want to talk about on this episode. Um, sorry, just my volume there. Um, we'll start out with, uh, (laughs) with my first one, um, from many years ago. And I apologize for your footsteps in the background. My family's having a Irish river dancing party, apparently. Um. But, uh, about six years ago when I worked my first ER shift ever, um, I, uh, was sitting by the medic phone and, uh, not a whole lot was going on that evening. It was mostly just, you know, uh, firework burns and, uh things like that you know it was summertime it was hot outside it's right after the fourth of july you know whatever i'm from a redneck town you know we play with fireworks all year long and if we don't have any to buy we make our own um but uh so i'm sitting there by the medic phone i just uh went around and put a new patient in the room um and medic phone encodes it's a local unit some uh Guys that I knew pretty well. And, uh, you know, they encode with their normal, this is medic unit, blah, 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 insert number here. And uh, we're bringing in a, you know, 30-ish-year-old male from home, uh, blunt force trauma to the rectum, uh, ETA, six minutes. You know, very generic, vitals were stable. You know, the only outstanding part of that report was the blunt force trauma to the rectum, anus, whatever they said. I don't even remember now. Um, (laughs) but, uh, so they, uh, so they roll up and usually, you know, a patient's laying on their back or on their side covered up with the, you know, the EMS special blanket, all that particle shit put together. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, they, uh, you know, usually that's how it happens, but this time this patient rolled in, uh, in a prone position on their stomach with a blanket laid over top of their back, their head to the side with the look of shame and, uh, on their face and, uh, around the uh, around the gluteal part of their body. The blanket was standing straight up like a tent. And the only thing that I could think of was that this dude has, you know, tried to fuck himself with a dildo or whatever almost foot-long object is in his rectum. You know, we're all pointing and staring, you know, very, very stealthily. And, uh, you know, EMS unloads him off the cop and puts him on a gurney. I go in to hook him up for blood pressure, a Pulse Ox, all that good shit. <clears throat> and, uh, <laughs> nobody asks him what happens until the doctor goes in. Doc comes, doc goes in, comes back out, you know, 15 minutes, which was super long for an ER doc. And, uh, Comes out with just the most red look on his face ever, and uh, you know he, he tells our uh, he tells our secretary or hook whatever you guys call him now, uh, yeah. I'm going to need a consult for Gen Surge and GI, which I thought was weird because this should have been a simple uh, extraction, as we call it, um, and it just it just struck me as really odd so you know a little bit of time goes by gen surge gi both come down around the same time and they walk out of the room just almost as red as the er doc and uh they sit down and are putting in their orders and you know everybody's like kind of flocking to them to ask them questions and i'm just kind of sitting there trying to overhear and uh the GI doctor says, uh, "says Y'all need to uh, go in there and pull his blanket back. Uh, just say that you have to do your own exam to make sure that uh, you know he's not, you know, hemorrhaging or whatever every few minutes. So everybody go in and you know get their own little look, but uh, you know keep your uh, <laughs> keep your emotions hidden." So. You know, each, you know, everybody goes in and gets a look and just comes out and is just horrified and I'm one of the last people to get a look. I shit you not, I walk in and pull this guy's blanket back. Same excuse as everybody else. Hey, you know, I got to do an exam. Make sure you're not bleeding. Okay, okay, yeah, whatever. It seems kind of weird that you guys are doing one every few minutes, but whatever. And uh, this guy has a wine bottle stuck in his asshole. And I don't mean the skinny part of the wine bottle. I mean the big, like the bottom of the wine bottle that it sits on when it sits on the counter or on the, you know, on the vanity after an night out with your girls. And it has started to shatter little spiderweb glasses all over it. And, uh, you know, just little spider webs all over it, trying to shatter, and this guy's rectum. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that just really just kind of stands out to me as really, really odd. <sighs> that somebody would put an, <sighs> a wine bottle in their ass. I mean, come on, y'all, behave, you know. I mean, listen, I, when God made the man... You know, he had to be an asshole and put the man's G-spot in his asshole, I guess. But, uh I mean, come on, guys. A wine bottle? Come on. But for real, though. So they, you know, they take this guy to surgery. You know, they knock him out. They pull this, uh you know, they pull this wine bottle out. And, uh, you know, they pull the wine bottle out. They, you know, they take all the... You know, what little tiny uh, shards of glass are in his asshole out. And, um, you know, they go ahead and take all that shit out. And uh, they send him to uh, recovery. He does fine. And the guy walks out of the, you know, he walks out the ER front door two days later. Um, And that just, I mean, that just seriously just blows my fucking mind that people are like just so okay with just shoving shit in their ass without you know making sure it's safe or you know for ass use i mean they make toys for this shit people but a wine bottle seriously that was that was like my introduction into ass stuff you know the butt box as we call it and it was it had wine in it he would he was trying to do like the butt chug that the fucking college frat boys do that's exactly what that fucker was doing <laughs> but uh so i mean you know as a as a brand new aide and working in, you know picking up a couple shifts in the er to you know just took patients up and do things for them that they need when the tech's busy you know that was a hell of a introduction to er and ass stuff and honestly over the years it's just gotten worse um another time this guy, he put, uh, Oh God, what was it? It was something to do with his car. Oh shit. It was, uh, like the handle of a, like a car jack. Like you, you know, you put it in the hole and twist it to make it lock and push it up and down. You know, you pump it up and down, make the jack go up. Yeah. Yeah. This guy, uh, he was in his late forties, almost 50, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He was late forties. And, uh, this guy just like gets this big idea to, to cover it in lube and shove it in his ass and he, and the hook on it that locks into the slot to keep it from coming out whenever you're pumping it up and down. Uh, that caught one of his hemorrhoids and when he tried to pull it out, he pulled the hemorrhoid out with it. So he shows up to the hospital with this carjack handle sticking out of the back of his pants because he can't pull it off without pulling the hemorrhoid completely out of his ass. and. Therefore, hemorrhaging to death, I guess. Um, but, uh, so they had to go in and surgically remove this guy's hemorrhoid and cauterize it but, so they could pull the jack out of his ass, too. Which was a super fucked up time, also, because that happened just a few weeks after uh, the wine bottle guy. Um, what else? Uh, not long after that, um, not long after that, it was uh, this lady... She, uh, she had some type of, uh, had some type of like psychiatric disorder to where she was always aroused. And, um, and I should also preface this with saying, um, that most people's story that, you know, as most of us medical professionals know, and hopefully other people would know too, um, most people's story when stuff gets stuck in their ass is that they fell on it? Now, it's hard to believe this next story with that statement. So just you know, keep the "I fell on it" story in mind. So, <coughs> excuse me. So, this patient's a frequent flyer, um, and uh, she has a caregiver at home because she has a psychiatric disorder that makes her. Aroused all the time and have constant orgasms. Um, so, she, uh, you know, she comes into the ER and she's limping when she comes in. You know, I say, hey, you know, Berp. I'm not going to say her name, but, um, you know, hey, what's going on today? And, uh, you know, she just says, Ducky, you are never, ever going to believe me. But this is my story, and this is true, I swear to God, right hand on the Bible. I was like, okay. So she tells me that she's in the shower masturbating with a completely unrelated object, what got stuck in her ass. Uh, So she's in a shower masturbating. And when she orgasms, she shakes so hard that she falls. And when she fell, she falls on this undisclosed brand of shampoo bottle and it just lodges all the way into her rectum now you can just imagine the look of you know disbelief on my face when she says I fell on it I'm like are you sure and she says yes I fell on it ducky I promise but are you lying no I promise I'm not lying I fell on it Alright. So, you know, I tell the nurse and the doctor that's going to see her, you know, what's going on. They both fucking hysterically laugh. And, uh, you know, she, you know, she kind of sits on her, you know, hip for the 30 minutes that she has to wait to get a room. Uh, you know, she goes back to the room. Her vitals are stable. You know, she's not bleeding or anything like that. You know, obviously she's having some pain and discomfort in her fucking ass and her abdomen, and her back, which led me to believe that this undisclosed brand of shampoo bottle was fucking huge. If she felt this shit in her back, it's fucking huge. Has to be. So, you know, they do an x-ray on her, and a uh, doctor examines her and stuff, and they're like, okay, well, you know, this is what we're dealing with, this is what we're going to do, here's the game plan. So, uh, you know, they devise this plan, that, you know, they're going to consciously sedate her, on her stomach and they're going to put a speculum in her ass and pull this out because it had made its way so far into her asshole that they had to sedate her to pull it out and uh, while they were pulling this shampoo bottle out her caregiver shows up and confirms the story because the caregiver was watching now even though that sounds awfully fucked up and weird the caregiver that was in that that was in her home had to assist her with her shower because she also had a a physical handicap with one of her legs that she couldn't make it in and out of the bathtub by herself and uh, so the caregiver had to stay and subsequently was in the room when it happened but didn't 100% 100% watch. They, when they turned around, when they turned around when they heard her slip and then proceeded to see the aftermath. Mm. Um, but uh, after she woke up, you know, she, you know, had her caregiver drive her home and she was a okay. And let me tell y'all, this shampoo bottle was fucking huge and it was fucking thick. It was. <laughs> Honestly, it was disturbing that that something this big could that she could fall on something this big and it just immediately find its way in her ass. Which, granted, as I said, you know, she was always aroused, but one would not think that she would, you know, anally stimulate herself instead of vaginally stimulate herself when she was aroused. But apparently, she just split the time between both and uh, became the gape queen as. Uh, some of the surgery techs nicknamed her, but you know, like I get it. <laughs> I get it. You know, we all have to have fun with our nicknames and stuff of, uh, frequent flyer patients that we get. <laughs> and y'all might look down on that nickname, but it's fucking hilarious. And you guys know it. So stop being shits. Um, I can, you know, I can already hear what you're thinking five days from now when everybody listens to this. Um, So we'll, uh, I guess we'll move on to my last and most recent story. Um, you know, I'm working the front desk and, you know, this guy comes in and he's, uh, you know, this guy comes in and he's complaining of, uh, he's complaining of, uh, rectal pain. And I, you know, I asked him like, well, are you bleeding when you use the bathroom? And he's like, uh, no, not yet. He's like, but I don't imagine I'll be using the restroom anytime soon. I was like, oh, okay. You know, I said, well, uh, I said, well, how long have you been constipated? He said, uh, I'm not really constipated. I said, okay. I said, so what is, uh, you know, what's causing your rectal pain? And, uh, he kind of gets a little closer to where I'm sitting, and he he says, "Well, I've got I've got something stuck in my ass." And I was like, "Oh, okay, all right, cool, man. You don't have to go any further with that story." Um. So, uh, you know, I give him his wristband, give him his uh, give him his face sheet and stickers and all that good stuff, and uh, I say, "Hey, man, I know this is probably going to be difficult, but you know, just find a seat somewhere." And we'll, you know, get you back to a room here shortly. Uh, Well, it just so happened that our ER got flooded with traumas that night. It was raining out. There were a lot of car wrecks. And uh, so this poor man that's having this rectal pain had to sit out in the lobby for three and a half, four hours. Yeah, yeah, three and a half or four hours. And uh, finally, his room comes available at like 630 in the morning. And, uh, they'd already taken him for an x-ray and all that good stuff. A doc had come up for triage to see him and examined him and stuff. And, uh, you know, deemed him, you know, medically stable enough to wait on a room. <laughs> which you wouldn't think. Um, but, uh, so guy sits out there for three, three and a half, almost four hours and, uh, 630 AM and his room opens up. I'm not busy. So I'm like, Hey man, come on. I'll take you back to your room. So I take him back to his room, get him hooked up. And he's like, are you sure you don't want to know what happened? And I was like, dude, I was like, that's, you know, Hey man, that's your business. I'm not here to judge. I said, uh, I said, I mean, if you want to tell me then, Hey, totally fine, man. I'll be a listening ear. But if you don't want to tell me, that's totally fine too. Cause I'm sure that you'll be telling a lot of people your story today. <laughs> And he, he laughs and he says, okay, fair enough. So he, uh, he says, well, I want to tell you anyway. He said, just so you hear it from the source. And I was like, okay. He said, I know how you guys talk. And I laughed and I said, yeah, you're right. You're right. People talk about this, you know? <laughs> and, uh, he says, well, you know, he said, this isn't the first time this happened is what he opened with. And I was like, oh, fuck. So <laughs> he, uh he says you know he said me and my wife trying to you know we've been trying to spice things up in the bedroom for the last couple of years he said you know we're getting older and you know our kids are growing up and you know we can't have any more kids but we want to keep fucking and we just want to make things you know different i was like hey man yeah fair enough he says uh he says so he says the last couple of times that we've had sex or the last couple of months you know he said i've uh you know, I've, uh, I've let her peg me. He said, you know what that is? I'm like, yeah I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with it. I know, I know what it is. And he laughed. And he said, okay. He said, he said, not a fan. i take it. I said, no, not a fan. And he laughed and said, fair enough. It's not for everybody. I said, yeah, you got that right. And I just laughed and, you know, made joke out of it, it went on. And, uh, he, uh, <laughs> he said, you know, he, he said, I let her peg me with different things. He said, and usually it was a strap on or like a regular dildo. He said, but this time I wanted something different. He said, I bought my wife this toy a few months ago. He said, it looks super cool. He said, it feels super neat. He said, I love using it on her. He said, so I wanted her to use it on me. So I let her use it. He said, but he said, but she penetrated me with it. And I said, okay, yeah i said i said you know but you were used to that i said it wasn't a shock right and he's like well no not he said it wasn't a shock at first i said okay fair enough and i'm thinking to myself like i know where this story's going and sure enough i was fucking right she put it in just a little too far and uh put it in just a little too far and you know his uh his shock response was to gasp and you know kegel and uh poor feller when he kegled, he sucked that thing right up in his hole, and i mean and not just not just to where the base of the toy was sticking out i mean just all the way up in there fucking ridiculous and uh and he and you know he he finished off with that's what happened and i said well brother i said we'll get you fixed up you know uh i said i said we may not do it i said it'll be the day shift people since we're about to leave but uh you know, hey man, good luck to you. I shook his hand. And these like this was the most unsuspecting couple ever, right? You know, the lady, you know, she was in her forties, she was a little older than her husband. Uh, she was in her later forties. You know, she was tall, she was kinda heavy set, you know, she had that I wanna speak to your fucking manager look on her face all the time, look like a damn Sarapus. Then you know he, you know he was a shorter guy, you know maybe five seven, five eight, and you know he was he was kind of overweight, but not really, you know maybe two twenty five, you know a little overweight for his height, and you know he had like a like a southern rock cut off t shirt, you know with the sleeves cut off. He had like a pair of, you know a pair of cut off shorts on, and you know his nasty ass, you know late 30s early 40s you know nasty ass feet in a pair of old sandals and you know he had the wallet chain and just all the you know just all the white trash shit you'd see at the trailer park and uh, you know and doing shit like this it it just really fucking blew my mind (laughs) and uh, well right when we were leaving they consciously sedated him to pull this out but they did it a little differently than my shampoo bottle story they uh, they put him in stirrups on an OB bed that they had to pull from upstairs to get his legs wide enough to get into his ass and then they put a speculum in his ass and spread his rectum apart as far as they could get it to pull this thing out and I just I just happened to stick around to see it it wasn't it wasn't for that reason but just by chance I happened to still be in the in the department when this happened i watched them pull out a 15 inch rubberized, looked like a fucking meat tenderizer toy. It had little rubber grippers all around it. Definitely not meant to be inserted into anything. This was a vibrator for fucking sure. And, uh, I mean, they just, they fucking biohazarded this thing, just covered in shit and covered in blood and all kinds of other bullshit, you know. It's just fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know, that when they were pulling this out, just like I got the awfulest chill down my spine ever. It was ridiculous. Well, like y'all, just, just behave. Behave all year round, but mostly this summer. It's the summer of love, as always. But don't be letting you know, don't be falling in the shower. Don't be Don't be getting wine drunk by yourself and getting horny and definitely don't be letting your wife put shit in your ass that don't belong there, all right? Y'all stay classy. Thanks for tuning in for this episode. This should be episode six. Um, Be sure to uh, listen on my SoundCloud, which is where this will drop first, and make sure to listen on my uh, iTunes also. Uh, This will be available sometime tonight on both um. be sure to uh, follow me on Twitter my Twitter is at med. and uh, be sure to email me at gmail with all your fucked up medical stories from hell at medical from hell at gmail.com um, as I've stated before I'll review all of your stories and probably correspond with you just a tad uh, I'll censor your stories out the way they need to be and, and if they're just completely not appropriate for you know for for a topic that I want to talk about that day um, you know I, I won't include them on that show but I will be sure to include every to include every email uh, in an episode sometime or another uh, I try to do my topics on uh, on stuff that you guys write me about uh, I haven't had an email this week uh, so this was just kind of something that I pulled out of <laughs> my ass and uh, like that was corny as shit I'm so sorry um you know I'll just kind of pull that one out of my ass and uh you know it was just something I wanted to talk about cause it happens so often that it's just, it's just fucking ridiculous <laughs> and uh but yeah just uh you know thanks for tuning in to this guys this is this is something that brings me a lot of joy it gives me a chance to decompress and uh you know y'all stay classy and uh make sure to email me your stories